welcome to this very, very special edition of the podcast. Ho, 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 I'm Ross. <laughs> and Ross, this is gone. Christmas is gone now. It's New Year. Yeah, and, and I'm Phil. Still a festive, still a festive time. Yeah. Well, just about. And uh, this is Ross and Phil Talk Movies. And this is our annual wrap up of all things 2022. How are you, my friend? Happy New Happy Christmas. <laughs> like, I don't know, uh, whatever. Uh, happy, happy, whatever it is. But, um, but yes, look, welcome to welcome to the podcast. Are you doing good? Yeah, I'm missing uh, my fiance, Miffy, uh, who is in uh, Melbourne with her, her mother and uh, sister and her nieces. Uh, but they're having so much needed quality time after three years apart. Oh. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, I've been watching lots of movies, so that's been good and keeping generally busy. How about you? Yeah, no, look, very good. Um, you know, family time is always good. We, we went up yesterday to London to, to eat at London's best restaurant. It's really not. <laughs> Um, it's not. It's nice I, though. It's, it's fine. Yeah, happy's it's fine. fine. And, and and the position's good. The service was good. Mm. You know, the portions are tiny, which is bizarre. Um, well, just on that point, weirdly, when I've only, I've been, I want to say, three times. And I found the portions to be somewhat American size. So maybe it depends on the food that you have. Yeah, it does. But, so, but I mean, just quickly, on the, on the point of on. service, just really quickly. The first time we went, I can't remember what I ordered but I was not happy. Like, as in, not, not yeah. that it was badly made or anything, but I just, you know, when you just bite into something, you go, no, that's... It, it, not, nothing actually wrong with the food. Just, I wasn't, I was like, I'm not digging this. Yeah. And um, I just sat there. I wasn't making a fuss or anything. I just sat there. Yeah, we were still talking and I was drinking. You know, it was fine. We'd had some starters. I wasn't like... Anyway, the point <laughs> is... Um, I was wondering oh, that. There is a point. I am going to summit. I am going to summit Mount. You realise this is our end of year special, which is always a long episode yeah. anyway, Ross. Yeah. The point. The point is that the, the person serving us, who was lovely, stopped by the table and said, "Is everything okay?" And I said, "Well, to be honest, I'm not. I don't really like this." And she said, "We'll just replace it for you. No charge. No worries." We were like, "What?" Like, yeah. It was actually so, pretty. That's pretty amazing. That's actually pretty amazing. And for oh, London right. as well. But so, so we're talking about happy in, in Piccadilly Circus, by the way. Um, yeah. It's fine. And I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Zoe described it as an elevated Frankie and Benny's. And I think that's the best way I could possibly yeah. say. But what I was more important fair. is, to, to your point of, yeah, and then we went and watched Moulin Rouge, um, which is phenomenal, by the way. It's such a it's such a in-your-face stage show. Like, from the opening moment, it just, like, screams at you. Um, and that energy doesn't stop for, like, two and a half hours, which is fantastic. So, yeah, we've done, like, loads of shit like that. Well, I've got an interesting fact for you. Our oh. first, the first episode of Ross and Phil Talk Movies oh. in 2017... Wow. Was was this one? It's the best and worst of 2017. So this this not only is our end of year wrap up, but it's also our fifth year of wow. podcasting together. So this is the fifth right. anniversary of our very first episode. Oh, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! And with that, we are going to talk about our best and worst of the year. We're also going to introduce something called the essential list to this uh, edition of the podcast. This used to be something we did on, I did on the um, the website, but I, obviously I shut the website this year, moved over to uh, Letterbox, love Letterbox. Um, and there wasn't really a place for the essential list, but two people bugged me about doing it this year. So I was like, right, Sonic, we'll do it for the podcast. So Josh uh, and, and Matt, this is, this is for you, um, but we're moving it there. So I'll explain about that when we get to it. But how this works, 
you've probably listened to our kind of, you know, uh, our quarterly wrap up of what's going on. But similar thing, we'll do uh, a few also rounds, which we'll just list. We'll very quickly go 10 to 4 of um, our top 10. And then the 1 to 3 we'll talk about. But we're really only going to depth if there's like some new films in that, like if something's broken in that wasn't. Because, you know, I, I appreciate that we've already discussed some of these movies to fucking death and back this year. So, you know, we're, we're not going to you know, hang around. And we'll do that for the best, and we'll do that for the worst movies of the year. Um, also, with the essential list comes the turd of the year, um, which is where we kind of vote for together the, the worst film of the year. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. So, so Ross, do you want to start with best or worst of 2022? Well, there is that phrase, save the best for last. So, so let's go I worst. Guess, yeah. I like that. So, so are we doing, did you say we're just going to list like uh, 10 to, what was it? 10 to 5? 10, 10 to 4, 10 to 4. But unless there's something new in it, right? Because a lot of them we've, we've right. spoken about a lot yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, so, Ross, uh, what are your also rands for worst film of the year? Interesting. Okay, so worsts. Now, actually, the, the worst for the also rounds isn't such a big list as maybe it should be. And to be clear, what I've made sure of is that um, every film where I stopped watching, like after 15 minutes, that does not count. Fair. I, I've, I've only counted films that <laughs> I've watched all the way through. We've talked about this a little bit before, perhaps, because I just don't think, like, for example, there are no Bruce Willis films on this list. There's no point. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm not. But there isn't. There isn't. There's there no, absolutely there's no isn't. Point. It's not even fair to to include them. You know. No. So, no. No. If I if I yeah, I'm the same as you. If I haven't finished a film, yeah. I don't tend to put it in. By the way, right. uh, the punt rule is. There's a list of them. I have a, I have a list yeah. of them. But that's almost its own list, right? The list of films that we didn't finish. Um, yeah. But the punt rule is in effect as well. And what I mean by that is yeah. if we get to a, a film and I have it higher in my list, um, you're, or Ross has it higher in his list, you'll hear the word punt. And that means we just won't talk about it at all because we know it's going to come up later on in the list. And this happens quite a lot. The punt list is a, a, a relatively well-established, um, or the punt thing is a relatively well-established. So, Ross, what are your also-rans for 2022 of the worst film? Okay, so... <clears throat> hmm. Right, uh, I'm just making sure that I haven't doubled down. Right, okay, so the 355, which was very early in the year. <laughs> punt. It was, absolute, <laughs> right, it was just absolute toilet, but there are things that are worse. Um a lot of these also rants ended up just because they were kind of mediocre rather than terrible, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So the 355, uh, Firestarter. Which was oh, big punt for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely get that as well. Uh, Black Lights, which I don't even remember. What, oh, uh, that was the, the Liam Neeson one, wasn't it? Small punt I barely, for me. I barely, I barely, I barely remember it. Um, something called Black Sights, which I literally don't remember. Uh, no... <laughs> No, oh. which 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 isn't bad enough to be in the top. Like I don't, I just don't want to talk about it. I didn't even. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it got pushed out of my also ran just because there were some other more average films for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, nope is more overrated than terrible, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, then there's also uh, the, the double bill of the Lair and Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Um, I'm just going to quickly say something. There are two films. Hang on, is it two? Yeah, there are two films that I couldn't end up putting on my best or worst 
because of the perfection of them. And that is, <laughs> and they are, just to be clear, they are the, they're probably the best and the worst films of the year. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, can I take a guess? Can I guess? Because yeah, I think you're going to go with Moonfall yeah. and Deadly Garage Sale. No, 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 no! I didn't make any of my list, even though it's the most wonderful film I've seen in the last. <laughs> Deadly, by the way, Deadly Garage Sale was everything it's I wanted incredible. in a movie and more. Yeah, like Deadly yeah. Garage Sale is not a bad. Film. I mean, it is it's terrible, but it's also one of the most enjoyable films. But also, very quickly on Deadly Garage Sale, super quick. Doug Campbell has another film out already. Wow, he's more prolific got, than Steve Lawson. And it's called The Manny, like the Manny oh. with an M. Yeah, we oh, have to. I'm going to be oh, watching. Hello, I'm going to watch that hallelujah. Hello, hello, gorgeous. Like, um, I, right, if, if, the... if 2023 <laughs> needed a film to kick off with, it's The Manny. So the two most enjoyable film experiences of the year, which were also the worst films of the year, if that makes sense, are Moonfall and Blackbird. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not they're not on my best and worst list. They have their own place. Yeah, um, I have not seen Blackbird yet, despite the fact I've been looking online <laughs> like both legally and less so with a vpn to try and find it and for some reason it just oh, not, it's not come out anywhere. you can't no you can't you can't find it online. no no he's he's been very very secure about keeping that film under wraps essentially he's gonna release it on dvd eventually right you or think like so. digital I think he's been hit i feel like his personality has taken a hit if you see what i'm saying um, oh oh so you're, what you're saying is he he's not releasing it because of reputational damage i feel I, yeah, I can kind of speak a little bit. Like, I know a, a couple of people involved. <laughs> oh, um, that's interesting. But, but it's made money. <clears throat> like, it's really made money. Which yeah, is the, amazing. The, the cult of Blacklight is a thing. Yeah. Black, Blackbird, Blackbird. Blackbird, whatever. Yeah. Well, Blacklight <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a terrible Liam Neeson film. And, um, yes, Blackbird it really was. Blackbird is one of the best cinema experiences Sniffy and I had in the cinema this year. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Right. So is that all is that all for your also rands? Absolutely, absolutely. So my also rands, um, and I'll be honest, I've literally just modified them as we were talking because yeah. I realized that I've given like I, I pushed I pushed two of my top ten into the also rands and then I'm like, no, actually, is X film with X amount of dollars and X mm. amount of people wafting how brilliant it is actually worse than Blacklight? And I'm like, no, Blacklight is what I expected it to be, a rubbish Liam Neeson movie. Right. But yeah. actually, certain other films are more egregious, so I've had a flip yes. around. So my my also rounds are Kimmy, uh, which I did not enjoy at all. The Weekend Kimmy. Away, which I know you well, like. Kim it's, Kimmy's it's a Kimmy Steven Soderbergh movie. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, The Weekend Away was in my also rounds, but I had such a good time with it. But I yeah, yeah. Bad film. Um, yes, Memory, which I've completely forgotten about. Oh, that was God. deliberately... Oh, well, I never finished it, did I? So, or did I? Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't remember if I finished memory. <laughs> and here's the irony. Uh, we're all going, uh, sorry, um, uh, everything, uh, sorry, uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, which I thought was just toilet. Uh, yeah. 355, um, Halloween Ends is in my also rands because it's not as bad as Halloween Kills, but it's still not a great film. Uh, Spiderhead, which I just don't fucking remember at all. Um, I didn't finish it. it was Black Light. Uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. So those are my also-rans for um, the year. So, look, let's kick off. Um, we'll just, you know, we'll pinball. So I'll do 10. Oh, so you'll do 10. Oh, so your number 10 is? In the worst films. Yes, in the worst films. Never Back Down Revolt. Ooh, I've not heard of that one. We talked about it. It's the fourth 
in the in the franchise the all female one, which is not the reason why it's bad. It is just a. It oh is, God, it, we're going to get cancelled. Sh- <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just letting Rambo out onto the balcony because he's just had breakfast and he's going to make a mess. Otherwise, I apologise. Boy, Rambo. Rambo making a guest appearance today for all the other people. Anyway, um, so yes, number t- so. Uh, never back done, Rob. We did talk about it a little bit. Um, there's one of the most insane scenes of the film is, it, or one of the most insane vanities of the film is that three or four girls with a combined weight of I don't know 400 pounds, maybe between them, can take down Michael Bisping. Yeah, totally feasible. Um, but then, but then you can't. I can't like you can't pick on things like that because like you look at things like um, you look at things like. Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible and like oh, if he sure. wants to do that that in real real life without like you know wires and shit he'd be yeah, dead so okay so you know what you're, you're absolutely right but that isn't why the film is bad I'm just using yeah. that as one example of this is total toilet um, my number 10 is a film that that was a very early runner in this category and mm. and actually goes under my general auspices of big director or name director fucking up and making a bad film. And I'm not going to forgive them by putting them in the also ran. So my first, my number 10 is Nightmare Alley. Oh, big pumped. Huge Good. Pumped. Okay, your number nine. My number nine is the pretty outrageously bad Interceptor. <clears throat> the one that is clearly made because Chris Hemsworth uh, got it, helped get it made for his wife. I don't even know if I have I watched that. It's the shitty Elsa Pataki action movie um, where she's in a room and people keep coming into the room. On the oh, you've told and me Chris about Hemsworth, this. Chris Hemsworth has this diabolically bad cameo, which you're supposed to find funny, and it's clear, it's clear that Netflix said, "Right, you've got to be in it. You know, you can, you can do, you can, you can film for like three hours or something, but you've got to be in it, and we've got to be able to cut back to you a few times, even though it's completely pointless and doesn't mean anything." Uh, and you'll be like an executive producer and your wife will put the star of a terrible actual. There's something really, there's something when you watch it, it's not just that it's bad, because it is really, really, really bad. And it's been a long time since I've seen it and I can still say it's really, really, really bad. But it's clearly also, well, my husband's Thor. Yeah, I've not seen it. At extraction. extraction, Yeah. So, you know. Okay, my number nine, um, again, big director, bad film. Uh, and actually, this is more egregious because it's just a weird, fucking unpleasant film. It's Licorice Pizza. I don't get it. I didn't like it. And I think, actually, the more I think about it, and and, and again, if you flip the, the, the gender in this film, yes. this would not have got made. Yes. I and mean, look, I have to say, we, we enjoyed it in the cinema, but it didn't make any of my lists for any particular reason. Like, I, just, I, just, I agree. I can't disagree with what you're saying. Like it's it's one of those films that's really right. stuck with me. Going, actually, if that had been done the other way around, you know, you wouldn't get away with happened. that. It would not have happened. No. Um, so yeah, so that's my number nine. Your number eight. My number eight <clears throat> is Clerks Three. Ooh, harsh. Very harsh. Clerks Three wasn't that it's bad. Harsh. I don't think it's harsh. I think it's it's. It's how I try to try to think of the right way to articulate it. It's so weirdly self-indulgent and made for probably twenty thousand people who think that everything he does is amazing. But I just what you're like, talking about a think... film. Hold on, you're talking about a film where the lead actor has a heart attack 
and then makes a movie. Yeah. What's self-indulgent well, about that, Ross? <laughs> but even, even like, you talked about, I think you briefly mentioned that whole thing about when they were doing auditions. And I, I watched that bit and I went, this is fucking shit. Like, I think we were supposed to laugh when Affleck turns up. And, you know, all about stuff. I quite like that. I thought it was quite I, funny. I, I, I sat there going, this is fucking shit. But let's contextualise this. You, you never know, liked Clerks, see, right? See, well, hang on. I love Clerks too, though. And uh, Clerks 2 for me is terrible. I know it's, yeah, no, I know, I know that it's weird. But like, but like, do you know, I would much rather have seen, and I, look, you can't, you should only review the movie on what you see, not what you want. I completely stand by that. I would have liked to have seen a disaster artist style version of the making of Clerks. I would have loved to have seen, or even, and when I say disaster artist, I don't mean do it like disaster artist. I'm just using that as the, the example of, this is how crazy it was to get this film made. Yeah. And I love and I love the story of the making of Clerks. I'd, I'd be really down with seeing a version of how did Clerks get made? No, I think I, I, I think love, I, I think that. I think right now we we're, we're done with Clerks, right? We don't need to see any more of this. Well, no, no. no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see any of it, but what I'm saying is rather than yeah. what I've watched, I would have, I would be really down with just seeing so, that that to contextualize it, I did not like I did not hate it. I gave it a 6, right? A 3 out of 10. A 3 out of 5, sorry. And I, I think what I think what I said was, and I think I'm still, it, I warmed on it the longer the film went, right? The longer the film went, I kind of felt I got a little bit more into the jam of it. But I think the first half an hour, I think I sent, I said to you, I, maybe I messaged you, and I said something along the lines of, um, "What's happened here is like I don't blame I, I, I don't blame Kevin Smith for me not liking this movie. It's sure. just simply, it's just simply I've grown up." And Kevin yeah. Smith hasn't. I, I and I don't mean that, that to be patronising, by the way. No, but no, he's still I, doing no, the same listen, dick I'm, and knob jokes he did 30 years ago, which 30 years think, ago I thought was hysterical. So here's the thing. I agree with you. And, and, and to add a layer, it's not just that he's doing the same dick and knob jokes, because I like dick and knob jokes. Let's keep cramming them in, so to speak. Hey! But, but part of them aren't I clever. <laughs> um, part of the problem is it's not just that he's still doing it. It's that the actors who are in it are now in their 50s and they're still doing it. So they're stumped. You know what I mean? They're just st- like there's been no growth at all. Yeah. And, and, oh, this and is there's a no zero. There's no, this... there's no growth from Clerks. And I would actually genuinely say that in Clerks 2, I feel like the characters did grow from Clerks. Yeah. Like, this not, is not, a... not, lo- not loads, but they definitely did. No, no. Growth. I agree. Step. And... This is a huge step backwards in terms of ca- yeah. like growth of these yeah. characters. In fact, yeah, yeah look, look. Will I ever watch any of the Clerks movies other than Clerks 1 again? No. You know, am I absolutely over Kevin Smith as a filmmaker? Yes. Do I like Kevin Smith as a person? So I used to love Kevin Smith as a filmmaker and hate him as a person. And now I love him as a person and hate him as a filmmaker. And he just, like, I didn't like Jay and Silent Bob. I hated Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Like, you know, I quite like that one. But it's just, it's the same... Is the same childish, yeah. And again, we'll we'll talk about Jackass at some point on this podcast, right? And the weird thing about Jackass is, yes, they're still doing the same shit that they've been doing, but there's a level of heart in that movie and friendship, and friendship and and camaraderie and naturalness. And that's absent. That is absent from Clerks. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Interesting. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, Um, super quick. Super quick. Just one last little bit was. I think he peaked with Dogma. I still think Dogma is fantastic. 
Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'll go back again and say if I'm talking early Kevin Smith it's more rats I yeah, think Morrats holds up better today than it ever did yeah I agree um, my number 8 again uh, from the big directors done bad this year um, and there's a big theme on that this year by the way uh, is Crimes of the Future I'm not, I don't need to say anything about it it was just shit it was just it was just self-indulgent shit it was basically much like clerks it was it was a director doing it was cronenberg doing the greatest hits of cronenberg right and i don't need to see a a victory lap for a great director what i need to see is a great director fucking nailing a film and i'm getting bored of film directors doing victory laps now Going, hey, yes. like, 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 look at, like, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was a victory lap movie. Hey, look at all the funny stuff from all the other, like, like, there's so many directors now doing these fucking victory lap movies where they start, start referencing their own shit. And The Irishman was, was that as well, by the way. I enjoyed it slightly well, I more. Never, I never finished it. <laughs> I enjoyed it slightly more, but it's another victory lap movie and I'm getting bored of it. Do something interesting. Uh, number seven. Hang on, they've got a Rambo who wants some attention. One second. Uh. Number seven in the worst. Good boy. I have him on my shoulder like a parrot. Uh, <laughs> num- number seven in the worst films of the year for me was. He's <laughs> licking my mouth. One second. Uh, is Men. Oh, okay, punt. Um, yeah. My number seven is Ambulance. Oh, punt. <laughs> okay, my number six is Men. Uh, it's just, it was just pretentious bullshit. Oh, sorry, what was your number six? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, I jumped, didn't no, no, I? What was fine. your number no, that's six? Okay. No, but we can talk about men, can't we? we yeah, well, we don't need to talk about it. We've talked about it loads, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, men was, was just, again, big director, <laughs> bad film. Yeah, so, but, but big, but dare I say, overrated director. And yeah. I, I think he's a better writer. I think, not, not that men is a good example, but I think he's a better writer than a, than a director in general. Although I, love, I still love uh, X. Ex Machina. <laughs> uh, I, I like it more. The, the, yeah. the worse, <laughs> the worse his new films have become. The more I like Ex Machina. Uh, yeah, what was your I number six, that. Ross? So my number six is it's Morbid Time. Morbius. Oh, big, big, huge punt on that one. Uh, cool. Your number five. My number five is Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. Talk much about, but you know. Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, I like this a little bit more than you, but I get it. Um, my number five was Firestarter. Uh, it, it was just, it was cheap toilet, basically. It, it was, it was, we, did, we talked about this idea, but it, it goes back to that movie, um, uh, Morgan, was it Morgan? Yes, oh, we've we both, both forgotten about. Because <laughs> now, now it's Megan coming up, which I'm actually looking forward to. Megan and um, Morgan, love it. Megan and Morgan. Yeah, Firestarter was absolutely awful, and 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 there was no reason for it to be that bad. No, no, there was I, I mean, there was no to, to be that bad. There was no, no reason for it to be that. Bad. And I I don't mean this disrespectfully, but it is going to sound this way, right? If this had been a a Mick Garris TV production of oh, Firestarter, totally, I would have gone. Yeah, it's all right, and but you know it what, wasn't. If it, but if but if it had been Mick Garris, and I know you can't pre- pre- predict anything. But it would have been a better film. It would have been more competent. Mick, Mick Garris has heart and charm and wit. He does. And stuff. No, he at does. Least, at, least, I, at least that. At least and that. even though I'm not a fan of some of his films, and even though I think sure. some of his stuff is uh, a little poor, um, sure. I, as yeah. a person, I, like I, I listen to his podcast, and I really like Wonderful. Mick Garris. He's such a lovely Morgan. guy. 
and, and he's like uh, and I, plug, plug, a quick plug for post-mortem podcast yeah I, I don't tend to listen to all the interviews like mm. but i like the amas best they're the they're best amazing. yeah i agree um they're like my ascent they're on my ascent. So the, the interviews i can take or take or leave it like for example the one with eli roth i'm like mm. i'm probably not going to listen to that because i really d- dislike it's eli roth. I, I really feel like you need to sort of get off this hating eli roth jag because while i get it I do get it. I feel like right. it comes from. I feel like it comes from the beginning of Eli Roth rather than where Eli. Roth no, 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 no. Right, look. I let me. Really I'm, gonna, I'm just going to quickly justify this, right? Yeah. Very quickly, without going too off piste, right? Eli Roth. What good films has he made? Uh, as like a director, I like Hostel Two a lot. Right, like, a lot. But and then, the house that had the house with the clock in its walls was surprisingly good. Right, like really, like surprisingly good. It was okay, but I'm never going to watch it again. Right. So no, if you look at, no. so Cabin Fever was, by the way, like, I am going to make the most hardcore, like, I this know. is going to be I the most 18 rated hardcore horror yeah, ever. I agree. I know. And I it came out as a 15 and was, yeah. mm, Hostel yeah. was, mm, like, Grindhouse, his part of Grindhouse for a trailer, mm, like, and then he makes Hostel Part Two, mm, you know, also mm. part two is really good. I think I don't like the story, but I really the Green like Inferno, which was utterly one of the worst films I've seen. Yeah. Like seen it. it was utter shite. Oh, his, his, I, I can say okay. Look, I can't say his death wish was great, but it was solid. It was surprising. Given where Bruce Willis is, his death wish. That, was that's probably that's the much I can say. That's the much. Yeah, I can say. but as a guy that that. that touted himself as the hardcore future of horror you know i am the future of horror i am going to change the genre i am going to do everything like he's done nothing nothing of note nothing above okay director dvd stuff right sure but but i think there's more to him than that and and, and uh, all i then, say on that is if you look at what he's doing with like urban legends the fact that he he's promoted and brought in new direct like he's promoting a lot of his talent he is very knowledgeable. Like his, his interviews on the podcast, yeah, but, his interviews with Mick are fantastic. But Tarantino is very knowledge, knowledgeable, right? So, but it doesn't make it doesn't make the it doesn't make him any less likable. Well, but I, well, I think it makes him no. I think it makes him more likable. Like no, I just talking about. Yeah. I, 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 I disagree with you. I, I listen. I agree with you in terms of uh, the relative merits of his films. I completely agree. Like, but, basically agree with you on that. But actually, would I have liked as, him as a, more? As a figure, as a figure now, as a figure uh, now, in terms of what he's doing and, and, he and his knowledge. But he still talks easy. about himself like he like he is. He thinks he's no, Quint, the no, Quentin no, Tarantino no, of horror. No, no. I've he does. He no, thinks no, he's no, the Quentin no, Tarantino no, of horror, no, no, and he's not. On the, podca- on the podcast interviews that I've listened to, I've only listened to a few. He does not come across that way at all. Not, listen not, to not, him. Not. Listen to him when he's with Tarantino, and he thinks no, he's have, on the same I level. Anyway, we're we're wrong because. I honestly he does. does. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not a fan of Eli Roth, and I'm definitely not a fan of him as a director because he hasn't done anything great. So, uh, but yeah, like again, like so, looping right the way back. Firestarter was my number five. Uh, your number four. <laughs> my number four was Ambulance. Okay. It's just, do you know what the problem it's of a Ambulance? Waste of time. It's more. Yeah. More than anything, it's a massive waste of time. It's, it's based a off a was it 95 minute foreign yeah, language that. film. Yeah. And Michael Bay manages to basically put two hours of drone shots in. The worst is, cinematography drone shots ever, is, by the way. It is extraordinarily, like, like the, the amount of drone shots is extraordinarily stupid. I remember sitting with a couple of friends watching it, 
And there's that one shot where it does that thing where it kind of like goes up, goes down, like it does in all of them. And then it goes through a bunch of pillars and stuff and blah, 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 blah. And, we, and then when it finished, that shot finished, I don't remember when it, let's, let's say it was halfway through the movie, I don't really remember. I and my mates looked at each other and just went, why? Like, what was the point of, what did that do? Like, there was no, it was in the middle of a chase. You couldn't really see the chase while it was doing it. And you just go, what, what's that? Is that like, was that a camera test that they edited into the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could easily, and I, I'm barely, you could, you could cut 40 minutes out of the film which still wouldn't be a good film, but you could cut 40 minutes out of it being drone shots and at, yeah. least, and at least just get on with it. Just get on with the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. It was extraordinarily stupid. Like, we were like, what? Why? I, I absolutely agree. It's just, it, was just, it was just a bundle of pointlessness. Um, cool. So my number four is a film that I put my number one the last time we discussed this list. Oh, and right. I'm like, do you know what, right? Is the Monsters really, really worthy of the worst film of the year? Like, I think, I think for the moment the Monsters we started just... seeing stuff, because you see, I haven't watched it, but for the moment we started seeing stuff about it, the trailer especially, some of the stills were quite good. Like the initial yeah. stills looked, looked like the original TV show, which was interesting. And then that trailer, that, what was it, four minutes long? Like it was way too long. Oh, it's terrible. And ungraded. And, and I was like, and ungraded, it just looked terrible. It looked miserable. Like, it didn't look like it was... And the trailer is supposed to lie to you and tell you that yeah. it's good. And by the way, it's not a great film, and it is definitely worthy right, of being right. in the bottom five right. films of the yeah. year. But yeah, gotcha. there are far more egregious films to put in that top... Right. ..in that bottom yes. five. Yeah. Um, are, my, 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 top, my top worst film, most of the worst films, but certainly the top ones, are the ones that just have no excuse to be there. Well, That's yes. Just, just no it, excuse. Interestingly, I think I've taken a similar approach to you, and I can I, I know I know two of your films. Yeah, of course. You what do. they're going to be? Um, so you look. Let's go for your number three. I'm letting Rambo out again. <laughs> sorry, <my second. laughs> sorry. So distracting. Sorry, everyone. Your number three. He's being a very oh, no. You don't want to go. Look at that. Rambo left me across the room to the balcony. Got me both of the door, and has now just gone and picked up a toy. Thank you, Rambo. Ah, thank you. My Rambo. number three. Is it? Yes. My number three of the worst films. <laughs> I walk back across the room. <laughs> right, okay, well, you're not going to be surprised at all. It's, is that you? Uh, carry on, it's fine, it's all good. Yeah. Right, uh, my number three of the worst films of the year is Jurassic World <laughs> Dominion. Ooh, I thought that'd be higher. Uh, but then I think well, I now know well, what it is. Right, well, it, 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 it could have been number one. It could yeah. have been number one. But but I have thought Punt, about by the way. This, right, okay, well, fair enough. But the reason why it is lower is simply that it just hasn't infected my brain as much as the rest yeah. of the Like, it hasn't stayed with me because it's so fucking bad. But but it, but, but it hasn't made me as angry because, the, because, let's be blunt, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was toilet. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting Dominion to be good. Yeah. By any means. But, I, but it is jaw-droppingly bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely, I completely agree. Um, my number three was Amsterdam. Um, it's oh, just yes, boring, overlong, pretentious Ooh. waffle. It's just, it's just a fit. And I, by the way, also it's, Disney it's a good cast. Disney, but Disney clearly knows it was waffle. 
Disney yeah, because they buried it on that, Disney Plus because, pretty well, fucking quick. Well, also, that, like I say, that incredibly curtailed um, uh, theatrical, which we talked about, I think, last time or the time before, uh, where we were going to go and see it, couldn't get to see it, and then suddenly it's on Disney Plus with no advertising, with no promotion. They didn't spend any money promoting that film. We saw one trailer, and we did want to see it because of it. And it yeah. goes to show you, but it's like, no. They knew. What I'm saying is, they're not going, this is a great movie. They're just going, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so Ambulance is my number three. Uh, your number... Th- Amsterdam, Amsterdam. Sorry, Amsterdam. Your number two? My number two is the... In some places, hugely overrated Nightmare Alley. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel you on this, by the way. It's, it's I, interesting <laughs> because I, I've got to say, when I was putting this together, when I was putting this list together, I had to cast my mind back. You know, I did my, my letterbox and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, let's be blunt. It hasn't stayed with me as long as some of the other films, right? But it, to yeah. be fair, it was at the beginning of the year. This is not, you know what I mean? This wasn't like four months ago. This was literally the beginning of the year. But when I think to it, and I think about how Niffy and I left that cinema, so, like, disappointed isn't even really the right word. Just, why did we just have our time wasted in such a fashion? Yeah. And then to, and then to see the, it's wonderful, it's the most extraordinary, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and you just sort of go, stop it. Stop yeah. it. This is one of the most, bo- Nightmare Alley, in many ways, is the uh, cold light of day of the year. As in, <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing stays in your head from that film. I, I, even, I defy anyone to say, what was good about Nightmare Alley? Even the Just twist, one thing which, by the way, Is was obvious. Well, yeah, was obvious from the fucking start. Look, I, I completely agree. Um, my number two is Jurassic World Dominion. We don't need to say yeah. anything else about it. No, it's no. fucking toilet. Um, toilet. Which I'm going to predict then, your number one is a film that I don't think is the worst film of the year. But I, I understand how much you've hated and disliked this film throughout the entire because, year since you've seen it. It's because it has stayed with me to the point of... and and, and I don't know how you can put a Bruce Campbell film as the worst right, well, film of the year. Right, because... because <laughs> That's a crime. Because, well, 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 no. Be, no, the crime is, is that it's that bad with him in it. Yeah, He's, true. We're well, obviously him, talking about... I love him I love him to pieces. We're obviously I, talking about Doctor and, Strange and, in the Multiverse of Madness, Multiverse by the way, people. And again, and again, 98%, not all of it, 98% or 94 whatever the fucking percent is, is the script. Yeah. It's the yeah. writing of it. Everything that's bad about okay, I'll, I'll lay it down. Virtually not everything, but virtually everything that is bad about Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness comes down to the writing. Vir- virtually, and, and then I'm sure studio shit and changing whatever Sam Sam Raimi originally de- delivered, which would have been a very nasty given by the stuff we know that was his. We we know yeah. how, how full on. I'd love to have seen his full version. Just that curiosity. Unlike Thor, Love and Thunder, where there are so many problems with Thor, Love and Thunder, it's not just, the script was clearly didn't exist, but there are so many bad effects in it and bad, you know, Thor is more, is more mediocrely bad because of how they treat it. Do you know what? Right. Whereas Doctor Strange, mostly, mostly it's for writing, which could have been done well. It just could have been done well. I genuinely, like, I genuinely, I... (sighs) 
I genuinely looked at, like, Avatar Way of Water, right, is not going to be on any of my lists, right? No. Because it's, it's neither, it, it was, for me, it was a pretty solid 7 out of 10. Sure. Which is fine, by the way. Yeah. Like, yeah. but the one thing I can't, I can say about that film, more than anything, is that film fucking delivered in the visual effects department. Right, you can you can hate on that movie all you want, and fucking people are, and people are loving it, and it's it's exactly yeah. as you expect it to be. I'd say but the response the, to Avatar two has been kind of what you would expect. Yeah, I'd say the but the visual is, effects in that movie are yeah. fucking unbelievable at times. Yeah. and then you look at Marvel's output of visual effects on TV, no on excuse. film this year. No, excuse. it's been horrific. There's and, no excuse to, to um, look at the, the one effect I can single out if I have to pick one thing. In Thor, Love and Thunder, when that kid, Axel or whatever. Okay, we talked about this on the last podcast, but, yeah. But that, that one shot in the cinema, I remember just but, going, what the fuck is that? What so is that? So I'm what making, I'm making a, a, a statement now, right? Like I've apologized for some of Marvel's flaws this year. I don't think Doctor Strange is as bad as you said, although I do, the more I think about it, the more it is dropping down my list of worst Marvel films. It's definitely, like, Thor Love and Thunder was definitely better, but again, it, it, it has so many egregious issues, yeah, right? It's bad as fuck. But it's, so but I like Shang- as bad as Doctor Strange. No, I like Shang-Chi. I thought that was a good film. Um, with the Eternals, no, the Eternals were last year. Fucking, I don't even care anymore. But no, no. next year- But it's phase four, but it is part of phase four. But next year- I'm I'm not apologising for Marvel anymore, and they have to step their game up because Phase Four has been a shit show, with the yeah. exception of some of the TV output has actually been better than the films. Right, good. Oh, by the way, my worst film's Morbius. I mean, we don't need to say anything more about <laughs> That's that. That's fair it's enough. Just, I, I mean, Morbius... I, I get it. I just I just think Morbius, if nothing else, was enjoyable for how bad it was. Oh, Whereas, and, 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 and by the way, no, I'm on the edge, but I'm just saying Morbius. I actually laughed at how bad it was. Yeah. Whereas Whereas with Doctor Strange, I just kept going, why? What the fuck how why but, is she able to beat her up what the fuck like i just kept going what the fuck whereas with morbius we first of all we all knew it wasn't going to be good there's no way anyone thought morbius was going to be good no and then and then and then it proceeded to be rubbish like rubbish and, yeah and, no, and, no. And it's short and it's mercifully short i i agree so so before we get on to the best films of the year let me talk to you about the essential list so the essential list is something that we started about five or six years ago and it breaks down like this Everyone, there are six categories and everyone has to pick a film that sits within those six categories. And the categories exist for a reason. It's so we can't all put down the same films, right? So if if I said to you, what's your five best films or six best films a year? Invariably, we get a very similar list and there'd be no diversity in that film choice. And we're not creating, the essential list is not about creating the list of your favorite films. It's about trying to uncover films that we've seen that no one else has. So in that category, everyone picks a film and there's usually five or six of us that do it. Within that, so everyone picks a film. If a film gets picked twice or three times, that's how many votes it has. We then have three rounds of elimination. And the rule is simple. You have to have seen the film to eliminate it. So if you haven't seen a film, if no one else has seen a film, then that film will probably get through to the essential list. Because do you know what? If someone thinks it's good enough to go on that list, then we probably should watch it. So it's a painful process. This year, some great films went out very early on and it pained me that we lost some of those films. And like some people kept voting for Prey and it just wouldn't go because it had so many lives, right? So, and sometimes the worst thing is sometimes you have to eliminate your own picks, which has happened to me a couple of times. Yes, Because I go, actually, 
probably that isn't like the anyway. Well, when so you, you do when that. You see, well, when you see when you see the full spread, sometimes you just acknowledge. Well, like, and also like you say, if there's because in this year, I think there's two or three of the the long list where I haven't seen it, so I can't eliminate it. Yeah, and and, it's just, and the it's just part of what it is, you know. And the you idea know. is this then gives us a list of films that we think, as a group, and all of us are podcasters, writers, or you know, involved in in this industry somehow. Um, all of us, they, we then get a list of films, which we then put out and call, well, these are the essential films to watch this year. And it's usually 12 to 13. So the essential list, and I'm going to pass all of these without judgment, because some of these films will be on a different, on our top list of the year. But yeah. um, I'm going to pass this list without judgment. Our essential films to watch in 2022, or 2022's essential films are Top Gun Maverick, Boiling Point, Prey, Hustle, Elvis, Matilda, Brian and Charles, RRR, Barbarian, The Banshees of Inisherin, and A Violent Man. Now, I've not seen one, two, three of those films, which actually, for me, is quite a, a high, a low amount of not seen. Usually it's like four or five. So I've not seen RRR, I've not seen The Banshees of Inisherin, and I've not seen Brian and Charles. But I will. Um, so those are our lists, essential lists. Now, we do the same for worst films of the year. The, the criteria is slightly different. We pick all of our worst films. Then we vote for the three worst films off of that list for each of us. I then assign points. Any film that gets more than one nomination gets bonus points, um, right. which meant that Morbius and uh, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom and Men were very high Dominion. on this list. Dominion. 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 Sorry. Were very high on this list. Uh, the ultimate winner was, reflecting my own worst film of the year, the turd of the year was Morbius. No fucking surprise there. Uh, but Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom was very, very close. Dominion, what's going on with Oh, you? fuck, Dominion. <laughs> uh, they all, they're just all shit. Um, yeah. There's only been one good Jurassic Park film, let's face it. Mm -hmm. uh, good. Okay, so now that's the essential list done. Let's get to the best films of the year. You started last time, so I'm going to do my essentials. My my um, my uh, also-rands. Also uh, my yeah. also-rands are... Um, because I actually think it is worthy of being mentioned because it was the film that entertained me the uttermost this year. Um, Moonfall Good. is in my list. <laughs> uh, Bisping, the documentary about Michael Bisping. Phantom of the yep. Open. Um, yep. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Pumped. Uh, Spirited. Oh, yes, I love Spirited. I'm so uh, glad you like I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad you liked I'm not you. Not even no, no, no. I'm just really glad you enjoyed no, it. No, no, you you told me. And I was like, I am not keen on that movie. And I was like, my wife was like, we need to watch a Christmas movie. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put Spirited on. And I started and I was like, hmm, I'm not sure. And then by the end of it, <laughs> by the end of it, I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. Not just yeah, good. It. it was a brilliant retelling it. of A Christmas Carol. Um, yep. Like Reynolds was great in it. Will Ferrell was Yep. considerably less Will Ferrell than usual. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I agree. I liked, um, is it Patrick Page, the, the guy who plays like his boss, uh, Ferrell's boss? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Patrick Page, I think his name. He's a very it was great. good actor. It was a yeah. genuinely, genuinely brilliant Christmas movie, and we will watch it every Christmas. Um, yeah, same, Chip and, same, same. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers yep, and same, Hustle. Um, yeah, so they're all on my I'm list wondering. of uh, also rands. What's your list of also rands, Ross? So, okay, uh, <clears throat> Banshees of Inishirin, which could have been in my top 10. My top 10, as a little note here, not only are they my favourite films of the year, 
Bayer film side, this is just this was a bit of a defining point in terms of trying to decide what was going to go in there. Yeah, they have to be films that I would watch again. Yes, like unquestionably watching it. If someone else says, "Listen," if someone said, "Can we watch Banshee of Inisherin?" I'd go, "All right." Like it's a t- it's great. You should definitely watch it. Like you should definitely watch it. You know, like even in the next couple of days, if you can, because of before the end of the year, it's great. I never need to watch it again. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and, and I think it's not that's not as it is. I just don't need to see it again. Yeah, we'll probably watch it's it tomorrow. Right. I um, really recommend. I mean, it's great. Good. Good. Uh, so okay. So uh, for Roundup, which is a fantastic Korean movie, which I saw at the it was like the East Asian Film Festival, I believe, uh, which was wonderful. Really great action movie. Very funny. A follow-up to a movie from 2017 called The Outlaws, if I remember correctly. It stars um, the guy who's in... Uh, did you ever see Trade to Busan? Yes. Yeah, it stars uh, Don Lee. Is his, his Technically, it hasn't come out in the guy. UK yet, but, you know. Oh, well, I saw it. Well, I saw it at the festival, and it's in my also round. So, yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, Bros. I loved Bros. Thought it was great. It was just mismarketed. Uh, the Batman. Now, The Batman, I rewatched. Hunt! <laughs> Fair enough. I rewatched it. <clears throat> And my concerns are sort of the same. It was definitely a better watch at home than it was in a cinema because I could pause it in three hours length. I don't think it justifies three hours. Um, I wasn't bored by it. And my the things, I, the things I didn't like as much in the cinema, I didn't mind as much on reflection. Like as in the flooding okay. thing, which I don't like. I still don't really like that, but it didn't bug me as much as it did in the cinema. Okay. Um, and I mostly like it, and, and my score went up from seven to eight. Like, I, I, it is a good film. I just couldn't okay. put it in my top ten. But, and given my top ten, I just couldn't put it in there. Uh, the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was again an early film this year, which I loved. Um, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Really enjoyed. Oh, that, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I, it, it just it wasn't it's as good as I wanted 10. it to be. No, I, I'm I'm kind of with you on reflection, but I really enjoyed. It. We had a really good time it, with it. it. It should have been more. Nick Cage turned up to eleven. It should have been. It, it should have been. I agree. It should have been more, more kind of. But I, but I really liked it. It did a good. I think it was better than it. It definitely better than it could have been. Yeah, like it could have sucked. You know, Bisping uh, loved Bisping. Um, it's a stand-up thing, but it was considered a feature for some reason because it's on Letterbox. Jared Carmichael, Rathaniel. Do you know who Jared Carmichael is? The comedian? No. It is an extraordinary stand-up. Okay. Uh, it's considered it's considered a feature for some reason on, on Letterbox, so that was kind of interesting. Uh, and it is incredible. If you haven't seen his comedy, I recommend anything that Jared Carmichael has done. It's quite quite beautiful. Um, pardon me. It's re- emotionally resonant as well as funny. Right. Continuing the also rounds. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, the Grey Man, which on reflection I like more. But I watched it the first time. I, I really liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but it's not top 10. Uh, the Black Phone, I think that just deserves a mention. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah. Phantom of the Open. Yeah. Uh, Accident Man 2 for being certainly top tier Scott Adkins movie and a genuinely enjoyable movie. Great fight. How long is your also round list? <laughs> About five or six left. Uh, DC League of Super Pets, really enjoyed that. Day yeah, Shift, that was fun. Day Shift Prey, which was kind of like I was toying with it for a while. Okay, fair enough. I don't think it's top 10. Uh, see how they run for the experience of it. Emily the Criminal, which I really, really like. Yeah, liked. that was a good film. I enjoyed that. I really like that yeah. film. That's kind of story. Brian and Charles, uh, The Feast. I've not seen that Welsh language. really like Oh, that yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, have I seen that? No, I don't think I've seen that yet. It's really good. I, mean, I, I think you can remember, hopefully. Yeah, no, I haven't uh, that, seen that yet. It's on my list. 
uh, Spirited Final Cut, the French remake of One Cut of the Dead, which I hugely recommend. Have you seen Have you seen One Cut of the Dead? I can't yes, you know I one. have. I'm sorry, I can't, can't remember. Final Cut is the French remake. I think I watched it before you. I'm sure I watched well, it French, you. You, you may well have No, 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 well the, 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 the original, yeah. No, that's what I'm talking about, sorry. Final Cut it is called Coupe in French. Uh, it was at Cannes. I didn't get a chance to see it, unfortunately. And if you've seen the original, I mean, there won't really be any surprises here, but it is definitely watch, worth watching as well. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah. extremely good. It's extremely good. That's on, uh, I think, was it Amazon or Apple? I can't remember. It's Amazon. It's on Amazon. Cool. Uh, definitely, if you like One Cut of the Dead at all, you, you should definitely watch it. Uh, I think I said Hustle. Uh, and then my last mention, just because of what uh, a joy it was to watch, was Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons. Cool. Good. Really excellent. All right, my number 10 uh, is mm. Prey. Um, we've discussed it loads on the podcast. I don't think we need to discuss yeah. it anymore. I really enjoyed it. It's a fucking superb Predator movie. Finally, there's a decent Predator sequel after Predator yeah. 2. Um, yeah. And it was completely unexpected. So I really enjoyed Prey. Um, and I think Disney fucked up by not doing a big cinema release for that one. I completely agree. I would have loved to have seen it. But thank you for putting it straight onto Disney Plus so I got to see it quicker. Uh, <laughs> your number 10. Uh, my number 10 is Everything Everywhere All at Once. It, it was actually a toss-up between this and one of my other also rants for a while. Uh, because I've called on I it. Liked it. Yeah, I've kind of... I'd, I had called on it, if that makes sense. And then I'm slightly... Because of what it is and how it was done and the story yeah. of it and everything else. It, it, and, and, and because <laughs> it is a refreshing change from everything else. I, it, it, I does think, this, it, is, it does, it does deserve merit. And Michelle Yeoh is amazing in it. This year, will if you added up all the good and bad films of this year, it'll probably be the longest year for film ever and i don't think that's a good yeah. thing i think no, you know i always moan at you for commenting about run times but that was a film crazy. that just didn't need to be that long anyway I it was good agree. it's in my no, no, answer I, I agree with you i, I think it could have easily been 20 to 30 minutes shorter yeah number nine for me is scream oh i loved scream that's not even a, that should have been a remote around there you I go uh, it was a very good film really loved, loved it yeah i love very it. very I good film that's, that's uh, your number around. nine is my number nine is the very recently watched Decision to Leave. Decision to Leave? Now, the, the Korean movie? Are you aware oh, of it? right, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, Park Chan Wook, you know, old boy, etc. Uh, very good. It's very affecting as a movie. And and this was, a, this was the one film, well, actually, maybe even everything ever once kind of counts. Decision to Leave is a film, a bit like Banshee's of Inner Sharon, where my first response to it was i don't need to watch it again there's a lot going on it's beautifully told it doesn't give you everything a lot like his films that you know like like it doesn't give you everything you sort of have to work for it yeah and so initially it was going to be my also rants and i watched it uh, two nights ago and it keeps coming back to me now it's very interesting it's one of those films that's really kind of like there are certain images that keep coming back to me and there are certain moments of like bits of the performances if you can call it that where now i'm like it's extraordinary cool and and, and i do want to watch it like if niffy wants to see it when she comes back i will definitely watch it again you nice. see what i mean like it's it's the flip the flip of well i wouldn't watch it again you know what i mean yeah like, suddenly, suddenly i'm like i really want to watch it again um number eight for me is a film i think we've discussed to death on this podcast but it's x oh pumped cool you're number eight my number eight is Barbarian. Oh, yeah, it's a good film. 
Good film. It was a sort of a, it was sort of a surprise top tenner. It was yeah. in my also rants for a while. And again, would I watch it again? Yes, definitely. Justin Long alone is really great in that fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. And the running time is obviously very helpful, which I know shouldn't be the only reason, but it is genuinely a no, it, gets on with gets on with it movie. Yeah, and it was a really surprising film. Justin Long was great in that, by the way. Yeah, I, really, I just think the title is terrible. Yeah, I agree about the title. But the title it's, just... It's terrible, but then it's also sort of like, well, what is it? I quite like yeah, but that. I, I like, tell you why it's terrible, because every time you, th- you say Barbarian, I don't associate it with the film. I understand that, although weirdly not for me. The other thing quickly about Justin Long's performance, which I think is terrific, the thing that you for- well, not forget, maybe the thing you don't notice, is he's literally by himself the whole time. Yeah. He's just on the And as someone who actor. is not considered to be a great actor in general... I, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not thought of in the pantheon of great actors. I think his performance is really special. He, he, he's not even it's thought really about special. in the pantheon of no, of, of the second or third or fourth <laughs> right. tier. You know, what I, you, know, of, uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you don't think of him. And he has, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, right? Depending on, despite your opinion of that, right? Mm. He has a run of from 2012 yeah. to like 2016 of not one film above like 45. percent You have know, they got, he, have they got? Have they got Christmas with the Campbells on there? Because he was amazing. he was really great in this. I love yes, thirty nine percent. Wow, that sucks. That's a fucking great movie. And fifty six percent audience movie. score. Anyway, well, okay. uh, good. All right, my number. Uh, where, where were we? What was that? Was that your number eight? My uh, number seven. My number eight. Yeah, my number seven is the Northman. Okay, pumped. Okay, go. Your number seven. My number seven is is the film I put in last year, Boiling Point. <laughs> <laughs> Punt, because my number six is Boiling Point. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Boiling Point's great. I, you know, yeah. we've talked about it a lot on the podcast. It is a great, great fucking film, and they're making a TV yeah. series of it. I've heard about that, and I will say, watching it the second, because I, I made a point of seeing it again. Obviously, no, no pun intended. I made a boiling point of watching Boiling Point. Ah. It, it holds up extremely well. Like I think I could put Boiling Point on just every so often. For real, yeah. like, for real, just have it, just have it on. I don't mean watch it intensely. I don't know if I could. On. It's a fucking tense film. Well, but I think there's something about that. Like it's 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 propulsive, isn't it? It sort of it just keeps moving. The the, the 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 vanity of the the continuous shot thing, which after a while I usually get bored of. It works extremely well for the film. Like it feels, so for, for narrative drama, because I'm, I'm so sick of this long take action thing that people talk yeah. about. I'm sure we've talked about to, to, to death. But in, in drama, in narrative drama, it, it at least in this case, but the long take thing works extremely well for the film. Ross, Should, can I ask you a question? Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm on, I was just because I was on um, Justin Long's uh, IMDb. And sorry, um, Rotten Tomatoes. I clicked on. I was like, "Well, that can't be right." What score do you think Rotten Tomatoes has? Live free or die hard? And now, when you say the score, do you mean the audience or the critics? Or Both. Because they're only four points away from each other. Oh, okay, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say something stupid like seventy-five percent. Can I just qualify that? Live Free or Die Hard was a fucking awful film, right? It's rubbish. I don't think it's awful. Five is absolutely terrible. Four is is that... So my thing about Live Free or Die Hard is it would have been fine as its own standalone action film. It's just not a fucking Die Hard film. Right. 
So, sorry, it would have been for me if it been if it had been a standard action movie, Bruce Willis action okay. movie fighting Harry Jump Jets or whatever, I could probably give it six out of ten. Probably right. So, 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 would you say then it's the second best Die Hard film? It's not a Die Hard film, so no, I wouldn't call it that. But in the pantheon of it, it's the fourth Die Hard film. Would you say it's the second best Die Hard film? No, not at all. So, not even close. Would you say that it deserves to be just twelve points behind Die Hard? No. So, so Die Hard is ninety four percent. Of course, it is. Die Hard two is seventy percent. Harsh, but I get it. Die Hard with a Vengeance is fifty eight percent. What? Live Free or Die Hard is eighty two percent. That doesn't make any sense at all. With a audience sense. score of eighty six percent. Is this just people going, woohoo? Like people watching with someone going, yeah, woohoo! I, like, I just think someone must have had a fucking head injury at some point. Anyway, we've got completely off piste, but. No, but that's um, no, that, no, that, that, bear, that bears talking about because what's wrong with people? <laughs> that's insane. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's a fun, it's a fun, goofy movie. That's it. That's what, and there's, there's action in it. Fine. But it's not better and than Die Hard 2 and 3. No, not even close. Anyway. Your number six. Jesus Christ, I'm really upset. Uh, Jackass Forever. Yeah, uh, pump. Um, good, yeah, good. My number five is um, a film that just left me with so much joy and so much happiness um, that I still am tapping the songs today, mm-hmm. singing along today, and still cannot wait for it to come out on Netflix in the UK in the summer even though it's out in America right now. Um, and that is, of course, Ronald Dove's Matilda the Musical. Oh, um, do you know what? For fuck's sake, if that should have been my also rounds. Yeah. Meant, that meant to be my also rounds. I loved it. It's Great. a brilliant film. And, and it's loved a brilliant it. adaptation of a stage play, which is a yeah. brilliant adaptation of a book. Um, so if you're I expecting... Right, am I right, am I right in thinking that the film has some different songs from the play? Is that right? Uh, in the film from the play? There's a cut. I think there's one different song. Right. Okay. So well, I want to go and see it somehow. If it's, I don't know if it's still on anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. My, it's, my... it's in London. Like literally, oh, been okay. in London for years. I know. It's, ain't no, going I, knew it was, I knew it was here for a long time. I just wasn't sure if it was still. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get uh, pretty decent tickets. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It's brilliant. Matilda is is a brilliant musical. Um, and the film is a brilliant version of that musical. It's a brilliant adaptation. Yeah. She was she was incredible. In like the little incredible. girl, is incredible, incredible. Like, like I, the only problem I have with the little girl, and I, I mean this fully respectfully, is she was so good. She made a lot of the other kid actors seem bad. Mm. A lot of the Even, other kid actors seem. A lot of the kid actors seem like I went to something. What is it? Sylvia Young uh, Stage School. It's like they were in a play, which they did very well, but her performance had that kind of slightly uh, more intro, not introverted, like like internal stuff. Like so more cinematic, more cinematic. It's it's the Dakota Fanning thing, right? She was brilliant. It's a Dakota Fanning thing in Man on Fire, where a kid performance sometimes comes along and you just go, "Whoa, okay, fucking yeah, hell, that's amazing." That is next level, and like like she she acted of a level with Emma Thompson. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I, I completely, I completely. It's not bad. It's not bad. She's a fire I think. Brand. If you were to remake Harry Potter today, yeah, I would cast her as Hermione. Yeah, unquestionable. I'm completely with you. And she would bring a real kind of 
depth to that character that maybe Emma Thompson didn't. Who? That's right. Emma Watson. Uh, Emma Watson, sorry. Emma Watson, Fucking, yeah. Emma Watson yeah. didn't, controversially. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like no, no. I like the cast of Harry Potter. Uh, would yeah. I consider any of them to be great actors? No. She would act them off the bloody screen. She She's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, so that is that my number five. five. Your number five. My number five is The Northman. Uh, it's good. I mean, we discussed okay. it loads on the podcast, but it's uh, it's a film that I had very low expectations to go and see. If I'm honest, I wasn't that bothered. Um, but I saw it and I was just like, holy fucking shit, this is good. I described it as, first of all, Conan Hamlet, which is the first one. But secondly, <laughs> secondly, I generally think it's the most metal movie ever made. It's yeah. fucking metal, that movie. It's so good. It's tough as well. It's not. It's not. It's not necessarily an easy watch, but I, I thought it was fucking amazing. Well, amazing. Yeah. Good. Uh, number four. <laughs> the <laughs> Batman. Oh, that'd be so good with Adam West. That is the most inappropriate version of that theme tune <laughs> for a film ever. Um, I love the Batman. It stuck with me a lot, and mm. be it, I think it is a brilliantly cast movie. And I just fucking love the fact that they finally made a Batmobile that looked fucking rock solid. I just, I don't I think it looks like a kit car <laughs> a little bit. Um, but but I, that's what uh, it should look like, right? It's, I don't know. Like, I, 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 no, but I'm just saying a kit car doesn't look rock solid. <laughs> like a kit car looks like, yeah, he could have made a kit car for sure. Um, I still think that car chase isn't very good. Like, I love the bit when he bursts out. Oh, I, I love that. that last, I love the last moments of it, but that end bit is amazing. Do you know what it's and not? It's not a car chase. Spray. It's not an action sequence, sorry. It's not an action uh, sequence. It's a character uh, sequence. This is the problem with modern quite, cinema, the right? Time, the second time round, because like, I, I did take that into account, because I remember you saying that last time. And the second time round, I just watched it, I just went, can this bit just finish, please? Like, no, just, I loved it. I think it, yeah. I think it is, I because it's not a car, because it's not an action sequence. Like that mm. film has very few action sequences in it. What they have yeah, that's is not, that's not a bad thing. I don't mind no, that. but what, what it has is it has emotion. It has character beats that sometimes are surrounded by kind of action tropes. But I love that car chase. I loved how intimate it was. I loved how close it was. I loved how kind of like I love the f I love the fact in movies, right? Like, and the Dark Knight does this so well as well. Like at least for a point, and then it kind of doesn't. But like, I love it. I love it when they when you do an amazing. You know, you're a filmmaker, right? You know how much that sequence must have cost to make. For sure, of course. Like, and I fucking adore the fact when people do an action sequence like that and don't fucking show half of it. And like, like, so I like, I don't, know, I don't know if I agree with that sentiment. Possibly, but you know, but... like, like the the Dark Knight has one of the best moments in a film ever for me is that bit where Heath Ledger's playing with the detonator and it doesn't go yeah. off, which yeah. as I've understood, and I, I'm, this might not be right, was an ad lib because sure. it didn't go off. And he was like, I'm going to ad lib this. And then it went mm. off. Mm. If they, I wanted them not to cut away from that shot of Heath Ledger, like, sure. For me, that is the ideal way. That is a character moment that is unbeatable, right? Where you've just got a character walking away from an explosion and you don't do yeah. the massive cuts. And, you know, that's what that yeah, was in I, Batman I for me. I don't, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying about the Dark Knight. I don't really see that in the Batman particularly. But I loved but, it. I thought it was really good. And uh, I think it's... I, look, I think, look, yeah, go on, sorry. No, my, my apologies. Carry on. No, I was going to say, and I think... Um, I think 
the floor of the movie is that it's not about it's not a bruce bruce wayne is not in it oh but no that's I'm, because I'm, it's called I'm just, the batman I'm, and i'm, I'm fine with that. no 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 i i was gonna say the things that i particularly like are just how much batman we do see because normally I, I you really don't like how, right? i love how much i love how Batman, and i love the, the outfit i think our part is great and i think the cast overall yes it's a very it might be the best cast batman film it yeah i t- completely agree i love how they didn't um break down batman to make catwoman look good like i like that i'm not trying to sound incelly but there would in, in in marvel hands catwoman would have beaten the shit out of batman and then saved his life yes you know that little fight they have i love that batman kicked her well, doesn't kick her ass but she couldn't beat him up which makes a lot of sense uh, i like their romanticism i think that actually does build really well i think the cast are really good i think jeffrey wright was really great in it um the moments of humor, humor for the film, they are work really well. I think that the music is excellent. The score is excellent. It's a, I will say the cinema, I felt it was overpowering. Yeah. And oh, I, I, again, more, I like, more, more, I like that experience, more, though. I like that yeah, experience no, of it. Anyway, three like, hours, but, no, but, but three hours of it is too much, is what I mean. Yeah. I, um, I, I think, think we've, the first we've... hour. I still think the first hour is the best part of the film. I really do. I think yeah. I just think after a while it just wears off a bit. Anyway, your number four. My number four is X. X. Good. I mean, again, we've discussed it ad nauseum on here. I think, I, I think the the only thing I'll say on X is I think Pearl doesn't make X a better movie. No, but and I they shouldn't have come way, out in the I, same year. I, I I I don't I don't totally disagree with you, but I think Pearl is so good. And so differently done that it works for me. And I did see them far enough apart. That yeah. Because when you say when you say we should have come out in the same year, I I do agree with you essentially. Having said that, if I'd never seen them in the cinema and they came out of the box set, I would just watch them. Yeah. So I, I, I think you know. Yeah. That, that, that's, yeah. That, that's fine. But I, I don't disagree with you in terms of the action. Right? I, I get that. Um, I Number just think f- X was the surpri- X was a surprise primarily because of i like thai west films but a lot of thai west films normally don't stick the the concept not even the landing like i think yeah. thai, thai, thai west i've actually enjoyed all of thai west films that i've seen but i can i would totally understand why people wouldn't yeah no I, I i get it and i think i was this there with thai really, west which is yeah this one really delivers x really delivers on everything um, that it's supposed to be you've already listed it we've already discussed it but Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World, no fucking hell. Uh, Jackass. My dra- number three is Jurassic World. Uh, my number three is uh, Jackass Forever. I think it is one of the most yeah. charming, engaging, and heartfelt funny. movies, oh, and funny, funny as fuck, and heartfelt hell. movies of the year. Yeah. And yeah. like, if I could have just two or three friends that were as kind of, yeah. kind of like that would put me in the spot like you i've said this before like what i loved about the film is like, it doesn't matter who you are like that big guy who obviously has probably had a, a life of people telling him he's fat and everything else yeah like he doesn't have that with this crew they just t- accept him for what he is and allow him to do you know and there's warmth and heart and there's just something about that film that is just special and it also does that whole thing that train spotting 2 did about age where yeah. like like it acknowledges that they're they're older they can't do as much life isn't as easy anymore but they're still trying they're still having fun anyway 
I love Jackass Forever. You're number three. I love it. Yeah, I, I love it too. It's, it's only moved down because of my feelings about other films. Uh, my number three? Yes. Elvis. Punt. My number two is Elvis. It. Yes, very good. I've, I've, it's gone up. It's gone up in my estimation. And I watched it, by the way, and I've said this before, I watched it in a cinema with shit sound that took out half yeah. the music, which is yeah. an ironic way to watch a film about Elvis Presley. But it was such a good film. I loved it. And it gave me feels as well, because it's, a, it's my mum was a huge Elvis fan. And like, this is a film I would have taken my mum to see. And like going to see it and enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I get that. Gave, kind of gave it something a little bit extra for me. Because I, I grew up watching Elvis films. Like I was made, not made to watch. I quite enjoyed some of the Elvis films. Like G.I. Joe, um, not G.I. Joe. No, fuck. Joe okay. Blues, sorry, Joe Blues. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Viva Las Vegas. Um, you know, I love some of the Elvis films growing up. So, you know, seeing this, it was good. And, uh, yeah. So, your number two. My number two is Top Gun Maverick. Holy fuck. What is number mm. one? <laughs> mm, <Well>. Okay. <laughs> is this going to be Moonfall? You're going to surprise me. No. Uh, pun, obviously. Okay, yeah, um, yes. Obviously, my number one film of the year has been since I saw it. Uh, mm. It's probably the best film of the last 10 years in terms of blockbusters. Like, yeah, yeah. the last blockbuster like this was probably Mad Max Fury Road, right? Yeah. Which was just such a, a but, like, fuck, mate. Like, Top Gun, didn't, the Top Gun Maverick should not have been this good. Well, like I say, I know. For whatever, for whatever it's worth, to me, Top Gun Maverick makes Top Gun better. Yeah, and and for me, the only better. the only downside about loving like Top Gun Maverick being so good is now having to listen to all the people go, "Oh, I've always loved Top Gun. Mm-hmm. It's such a wonderful, wonderful film." And it's like you fucking hated Top Gun till fucking Top Gun Maverick came they out, and then all of a sudden hate, you're the they biggest didn't fan. Hate Top Gun. No, they didn't hate Top Gun. They'd never seen it. They're not interested in it. Well, no, there's two the camps. The people who are saying, the people who are saying, oh, Top Gun, I always love Top Gun. You've never seen Top Gun. You might have seen there's, it as a kid and don't remember it. There's no fucking way. You but there's love, two you camps. You either love Top Gun or you don't. Yeah, you there's you two. You really love Top Gun or you don't. For me, there's two camps. The first camp is those people, and the second camp are the people that have, for years, slagged it off, then all of a sudden going, oh, right, actually, sure. I quite like it. It's like, no, fuck off. Like, I'm like, willing to bet the people who slag it off, I'm willing to bet the people who slag it off, like, vociferously, Again, haven't watched it. Yeah. Or again, maybe saw it as a kid one time on telly or something. There's no fucking way. I just don't buy people because for me, you know, my top gun for me is it's all right. Like I don't, I don't slag it off. No. It's just, all and, right. it's just I love the soundtrack, the visuals. I, and we've had this conversation multiple times, and I fully respect you for that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I'm so is I wouldn't walk around. Sla- what I'm saying. No, is, that's, that's what I'm saying. saying. I love off. it. I just don't. I just don't believe people. I hate it. Why do you hate top? What what is it to hate about top? On on the same I mean? point, on the same point, however, I would mm. like to say proudly that I've been a Top Gun fan since 1986. Absolutely. I have the VHS. I have the cassette soundtrack. I have the Spec- ZX Spectrum computer game. Um, I have all of these things. I've always loved Top Gun. It's always been my second favorite film of yeah. all time. Well, probably was my favourite film of all time, and I saw Goodfellas. But anyway, right, yeah. it's always been in that top couple of films, right? Like, and this isn't to say, oh, look at me, I've always been, but like, I've no, always seen it as a great dude, film. Every, every conversation you've ever <laughs> had about Top Gun has said that. 
forever. So and yes, I've, you are. I've adored it. You ever got, got what I'm saying is you don't have anything to prove. No, and, oh, and but what I love I is I don't, I don't know who's calling you out on this. But I know, right? you, damn you! I'll fucking kill you. I'll kill you all. But like Top Gun Maverick being as it was, like a, and by the way, I what I fully respect about Top Gun Maverick is not the film as much as Tom Cruise's bollocks. Not for doing the stunts he did in the film, but Paramount wanted to punt this yeah. either out in the cinemas when the pandemic was still a thing, or direct to online. Because they were like, is there a market? And Cruz was like, no, we're holding this and we're going to hold it another year. And then we're going to hold it another year. Yep. Like this film was coming out in 2020. It came out in 2022. It was made in 2018, 19. You know, Tom Cruise sat on this because he knew it was a good film and he knew it was going to make fucking billions. And he was right. It was a film. I think I said at the time, we didn't know we needed it. Like, like I know we wanted to see the scene. You know what I'm just saying? No, no, I, I know what you mean. Knew, I don't think we knew how. So let's compare it to the other one, the big film that was held off for a year or even two years, No Time to Die. Was Which no is Time a good film, Die, by the way. It was, it, no Time to Die has its problems. I'm not going to say it's terrible. It's better than Spectre, just about. But No Time to Die wasn't inverted commas, in my opinion, not to the level of Top Gun Maverick, worth the wait. I not even, not even close. I Top, think it. Top Gun Maverick I think on balance you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. on balance I'm, I'm you're not, right. By the way, I'm not even slagging off no time. So I'm not trying to say no time is shit. It's not shit. I didn't like it very much. I'm not going to sit here and say it's shit. I but loved it. I about, thought it was a great film, about, but it wasn't worth holding off. It wasn't well, worth well, holding well, off. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, as in the comparison between the weight. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking about their decision making. No, no. Literally about. I those. agree. Compare those two films and compare them as sequels, even, and whatever you want to call. Top Gun Maverick is exactly what a film like that is supposed to be. 100%. I don't know how you criticize it. I think it's critic proof. Uh, you, you I'm not saying you have to like it. People, Some people don't like it, I'm sure. But is there a better example of what the film is supposed to be than Top Gun Maverick? I, I think if you want if you want to break down the what makes an a, a, a bulletproof blockbuster movie, yeah, this is it, right? Yeah. And actually, yeah. what it has, what it surprised people, is it has heart. It has a genuine, yep. like, age appropriate romance for Tom Cruise. Yep, it has, like, it has Tom Cruise sneaking out of someone uh, out of his yes girlfriend's bedroom and getting busted right yeah. it has a callback to an to the original film that is both brilliant and cheesy as fuck but yet worked so perfectly like when i realized what they were doing when i when i was like hold on neither of them in a plane oh hold on weren't there f oh 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 my God, that's going to be brilliant. And it was, and it was everything you wanted it to be. Like even down to Hangman coming in and making the, the Han Solo-esque save at the end, right? Like, like it was everything about, it was a man on a, it was a men on a mission movie. It had, and it, and what it did so brilliantly was it took, took the things we loved. I remember sitting in the cinema going, and by the way, I was more nervous for this than I, any film ever released, Star Wars, whatever, right? Because sure. Top Gun is my film. And I was like, 
I want this to be good, but it's not going to be as good as Top Gun. And it's not, by the way, for me. But what it, it well, I sat there and I was like, they opened it with the, the title card, the black title card. And I was like, okay, cool. That's a nice throwback to the original film. And then they did the whole airplane, uh, air carrier sequence again. And I was like, oh, that was a lovely throwback to film. But do you know the bit that got me? The bit that really got me was at the end of the film when the dedication to Tony Scott came up. Now, Tony Scott's been dead for 11 years, maybe yeah. 10 years. It's been a long time, right? Like, but they, they took the time to put a tribute to Tony Scott at the end of that movie. Now, that's pretty special, I thought. That's something they didn't have to do because after all, you know, to, yeah, it is what it is. They could have not done that. But to put that, so I, I just thought it just created this amazing circle. The references, the callbacks, like the fact that, that fucking Miles Teller is so scarily like Anthony Edwards. It's ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. If you'd have told me he was his son, I'd have gone, yeah. Yeah. You'd go, oh, yeah, yeah you know, that makes total sense. It's just like, it is, it is just what we needed. You're right. It's what we needed. And, and I will look back there as probably my film of the decade, like, or the last 10 years, because I can't see what's going to top this for me now. Like, and I really hope they avoid the temptation of rushing into another sequel. Yeah, I mean, I can't see how they would rush into it anyway, but you never know, I suppose. But that said, knowing Cruz and Cruz's ability to make a, a bigger, badder, more interesting, and badder, in, not even worse film, it's a badder. Um, like, like he's done with Mission Impossible, he would probably find a way to do it. But uh, anyway, like, I think we talked about that enough. Ross, I'm, I'm intrigued. Your favourite film of the year? Because I can't think what we haven't discussed. Well, when I say it, maybe it'll be obvious, but it's uh, R R R. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> that's exactly the one film we haven't discussed because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, interesting. So R R R is your film of the year? Yeah, because again, a, f- a few things. I'll watch it again in a heartbeat. It's crazy. Even though it's three hours long, you should definitely watch it. I'm it's going wild. to watch it's, it. By the way, it's wild. It's wonderful. The musical numbers are incredible. Like incredible. It's really the first Bollywood film I've watched all the way through when I think about it. Um, it is extraordinarily good. Like, it's extraordinarily good. And and doesn't feel like three hours. Um, complete surprise to me. I really only watched it because of a few podcasts talking about it. Um, and it just does things that no other film this year does, including Maverick. Like, I mean, I love Maverick. Ma- without RRR, Maverick is number one. I mean, I'm really, disturbed really that there is there cannot be a film better than... Maverick, but I'll let you have it. It's your call. <laughs> it's your decision. It's you know well, we'll you're allowed see. you're allowed to be wrong. That's fine. I've been wrong many a times on this podcast, and will continue to be in years to come. But um, I did. Sorry, just going back to Maverick. Yeah. The other thing is, I've only watched one film twice in the cinema in ten years, and I think that would have been the last Star Wars movie. Right. Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Rise of Skywalker is the only film I've watched in the cinema twice in the why last 10 or 15. I took my daughter to see it. She's a Star Wars fan oh, and it's just okay, something nice to do with a kid, right? So, but I've seen Top Gun Maverick three times this year. Right. I almost saw it a fourth time. Um, and my daughter and my wife, who never go and see films in the cinema, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a film twice with Zoe in the cinema, ever. Has seen Top Gun Maverick twice. 
Wow. And Emmy, my my twelve year old, it's only the second film she's ever seen at the cinema twice. And she, by the way, now rates Top Gun, the original, as one of her top ten films of all time. Oh, that's fantastic. I my work here is done. That is really cool, yeah. My work here is done. But uh look, you rating RRR as the best film of the year makes me want to watch it even more. And I am going to watch it. It's on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, so you should definitely watch it. But the problem for me is I rarely have three hours to sit down and watch a movie. I also, like I say, like I say though, just quickly, it is in chapters. Like yes. it's literally chapters. Yeah, but I can't do that. I have to watch the whole film for the experience. Okay. It's just a, I'm just saying it will help. Um, are there any notable exceptions, Ross? Any films you haven't seen this year that you think would potentially be in the list? I mean, mine obviously are RRR, uh, Banshees of Inner Sharon. Um, I've not seen either. So both of them, I'd like to see, um, uh, I'd like to see, uh, Moon Age Daydream, uh, the David Barry documentary, which apparently is phenomenal. I've I've got that to watch. Yes. Um, like, so those are some, and I also want to watch All Quiet on the Western Front, which I hear is phenomenal. Yes. Yes. I've got to say, it's one of those things that I sort of don't want to watch, but I appreciate I should, and I'm sure it's very good as well. Uh, and uh, Pinocchio really. is another one. Uh, apparently, yeah. it's meant to be very good. The Glamo del Toro yeah, one, as opposed, to the, uh, as opposed one. to the as opposed to the Zemeckis one, which apparently is utter shite. Yes, that's what I've heard. I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, so those those are my kind of films I probably should have seen that, that I haven't. Any any for you? Uh, I mean, we just sort of talked about some of those, so sort of <laughs> similar. Um, I want to see the Korean movie The Hunt, although I don't know if it's come out here officially. Uh, the one that was at can, especially very good. Um, that's about it, really. I'll actually let me quickly check. I've got a little list. One second. Uh, it's like anything, right? You can never, you can never watch all the films all the time. A, so there, there's always a few that slip by. There's um, one second. Uh, it's like oh, um, Warriors of Future, the one that's on Netflix, a Chinese movie. It's supposed to be really great. It's supposed to be really enjoyable. It. The sci-fi, I think it's called Warriors of Future or Future Warriors or something, but it's supposed to be really enjoyable. Uh, greatest beer run ever, I wouldn't mind watching. Uh, oh, Weird the Al Yankovic story, I really want to watch. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, that's a good call. Uh, Moon Age Daydream, Fire of Love, that documentary is supposed to be very good. Oh, also, um, it's not I had fire, I had fire from Love once, but I got some cream and cleared it up. Jesus uh, I wanted to watch also, I don't want to watch a film, but I want to listen to the songs, but they're funny to watch a film. Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Because it's <laughs> done, because the songs are done by the guys from Great Showman and, um, and Spirited. I do not hear so good I, things about that movie. Uh, no, 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 that's what I'm worried about, but I do love their songs. So I'm curious to see if, you know, if any of that's good. Uh, Nanny, the new, the new uh, Blumhouse film that's out. Uh, I don't know if it's any good or not. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it, really. There, well, there you go. So if you had to rate the year out of 10, what would you rate the year out of 10 this year? Well, from movies? Looking, looking at my top 10, it's a solid eight. I mean, like, yeah. like even, even my also runs, it's a pretty, it's been a pretty good year, you know. I like, think, yeah, I look, a friend of mine, Will, um, who is involved in the essential list, he's, he's been going, oh, it's a crap year for, for film, it's a crap year for film. Everyone says that all the time, though. We always end up finding good films. Though. But do you know what, though? I think, the, I think, no, but I think the, the difference is it's a crap year for blockbuster movies. It's a crap right. year for okay. Marvel movies. It's okay. a crap year yep. for DC oh, movies. Yes. Yes. It's a crap year yes. for the Batman was standing, but yeah, it's yeah. a crap year for big blockbuster films, right? Mm. 
but actually, like, if you look at Jackass Forever, Boiling Point, The Northman, X, Prey, Hustle, yeah. Chippendale, you know, 13 Live, Phantom of the Open, you know, yeah. those are everything, everywhere, all at once, RRR. You look at all Emily these the, films. Emily the Criminal, Brian Emily the Criminal. There's some brilliant films that I'll There's definitely watch again movie. this year. Scream, Scream, I'd watch Scream again. And and I think, I yeah, think. and I think, and I think, um, you know, I think with things like Top Gun Maverick, you've got one of the best blockbusters that's been made in decades. Probably yeah, since, absolutely. probably since, um, Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, who yeah. would ever, fact, who would actually, ever say Mad fact, Max Fury Road wasn't a good film? And, and actually, the other thing I would say about that is Mad Max Fury Road, which I think is a ten out of ten movie for sure. Yes. Like I thought it when I came out of the cinema. I, 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 I maybe didn't think that at the time. Maverick, <laughs> Maverick, Maverick beats it in many ways because Maverick is much more mainstream and accessible. Yeah, like, like I mean, and I don't mean I don't mean that Maverick is a better film. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, is that Maverick is much more for everyone. Whereas, whereas, um, apologies, my, my boss is coming off. Um, what all I'm saying is that, is that uh, Mad Max Fury Road is a much more hardcore, you know, it, Mad Max Fury Road, to, to sum it up, is, is just not for everyone by any no. means. And neither is Maverick, but Maverick is and much more mainstream. Maybe it was not for me when I first saw it. Who knew? Um, so, Ross, where can people find out more about you, my friend? Uh, at Ross Boyask on all the social things, at uh, Evo Films UK to follow Evolutionary Films, and at Vengeance Film UK, which I believe is still in the charts quite a bit in Central America. I've, I've heard this. Yeah. I've heard That's this. Uh, that is cool. Um, and www.rossandfilmtalkmovies.co.uk uh, for more on this. And I'm all over the socials stuff as well. Look, thanks for listening. I always love our wrap up of the year. We will start 2023 with a look at the films we are most looking forward to this year um and i'm probably less excited about 2023 than i was 2022 if i'm honest weirdly i i'm not too genned up on everything that's coming next year so i'm curious to talk about it or look into it a bit more well there'll be lots of marvel films ross that one you can bank on (laughs) who's not looking forward to ant-man and the Wasp, oh, Quantumania. God, care about that. That's what I was. That's what was when it, the trailer came on. I was like, is anyone interested in that? Was well, it like, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania of Solace? Is it? Is it? Oh God! No, you, see, you see, as I said, the next Ant Man and Wasp film, maybe this will do it. It should be in a space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it should be. That would be amazing. Look, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful new year, and we will catch up with you in 2023. Bye. Bye. Bye.